Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Soldiers, with your veterans, tip of the day. Did you know that the suicide rate for women vets is 12 times that of their sisters in civilian life? Did you know that one in four women vets feel uncomfortable about talking to people about their mental health issues? Did you know almost 600,000 women vets in America are suffering from PTSD? It's time to help. It's time for all of us to encourage our sisters, mothers, and wives to get help by contacting their local VA hospital clinic or community-based health care center. So if you know a woman vet that is suffering, go to va.gov and find their nearest VA facility. This has been Dan Perkins of Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us with your veterans tip of the day. Get involved. Back our project today on Kickstarter to design your own professional earbuds, IFMD series. Imagine a pair of transparent earbuds that look just like crystals with multiple balanced armatures and professional sound quality, especially for vocals, the best choice for radio and podcast fans. And they can be customized with your name. Back this project and share on your social media. Make a pledge. There are tons of rewards. Back the project now and get your own free customization service. We've got a fantastic, fantastic new marketing partner we want to tell you about right now here on Transmedia Worldwide. These folks are absolutely amazing. Check them out today. They are pretty damn amazing. We love them. They love us. Check out Simple EMR. It's a simple, easy-to-use, and very low-cost electronic medical records and medical practice management software for doctors and physicians and clinics. It is being used by clinics and doctors in over 32 countries and is being taught to a medical students at New York City University, as well as being utilized by a military organization of a Middle Eastern country for their uh, field hospitals. It features medical file and lab, radiology, pharmacy, Orders management, it also features billing reports, pharmacy inventory management, and administrative medical document library, as well as patient document management. All the amazing price of $150 USD, non-recurring, one-time license fee per user. Go to digitalcario.com for more info in the trial version, or buy directly at shop.digitalcario.com. Check out D-I-G-I-T-A-L-C-A-I-R-O.com. Um, and this ad is way too long. That ad is way too long. Uh, we are going to go to Peter Trabuco, the travel guy. And we are going to see if we can get him in here. his other number the great Peter Trabuco that man Peter Trabuco man get him in here he's the travel expert see if we can get Peter in here Maybe not. You have reached mailbox number 732723232312. After leaving a message, you can hang up or press pound for more options. This mailbox is full. Please try again. Okay, well, we are going to do this. We are going to go to Don Mazzella, and uh, we'll just... See what happens here. 
we will get Dawn in here. And... How you doing? There we are. Dawn, how are you, my friend? You you can't ever lose me, Jiggy. <laughs> well, uh, I I've, before we get going, our our guest. I've left a few messages for him. They're nowhere to be found. So we I'm I'm gonna hit up their PR person and see if we can get some fun things going here. But we've got to we've got to carry on here. Um, Don, what do you make of the uh, as you call it? And I love this because I said it last night when I was watching it. The rugby scrum that took place <laughs> last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, give me your take on this thing. Uh, you know, the, you uh, you remember Will Rogers had a great, um, a great uh, saying. He said, "I don't uh, belong to any organized uh, political party. I'm a Democrat." Yes. If you rem- remember that old. Well, I don't think that, um, uh, uh, one, a more apt uh, uh, appraisal than you can make make at it. Starting with the fact, it's a good thing that wasn't on Fox, otherwise they would think that Fox deliberately sabotage it with the uh, technical difficulties. But you know, um, you sit there and listen, and there used to be a time, if you go back, as I happen to have done last weekend, and looked at the uh, uh, Nixon-Kennedy debates, which were the first, if you recall, the first uh, debates between president and look at them over the years and then see what we saw yesterday but the the main thing i think uh, people got out of it is the democratic party has certainly turned left now admittedly yeah, right now the way the way it's set up the de- the uh, uh, to win the democratic election uh, nomination you're going to have to move to the left but if you move so far to the left, how can you go move back to the center when all is said and done? And the most important thing I think that came out <clears throat> out of that, all of that was the fact that they said a lot of what was wrong, but no one said what they would do about it, nor come up with concrete ways of, of cutting through the, the uh, clutter and saying, if I were president, I would do this, this, and this. And again, you come back to President Trump. What did he? He had um, clear objectives. This is what he said he would do, and by golly, he did it. Now you got these Democrats talking about uh, free this and free that, and we'll pay for this and we'll do that, but they they don't tell you how it's going to be done. You know, um, uh, government is finding the means to do what you want to do, what you need needs done. And, you know, um, when you look at the, I just finished reading the book. Go, go ahead, Don. That's probably Pete calling us. But go ahead, my friend. Go ahead. No. Um, anyway, I, uh, I just read a book on, on uh, the, uh, the middle. Of, so you want me to stop so we have it with us? My friend. Uh, yes. Uh, you, 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 call, you called our studio line and we've got you on the air. What can he do for you? <laughs> I hope you're lying to me. Uh, well, Okay, we are going to do this. Uh, we have we've we've got all sorts of things happening, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will have more with Don Mazzella on the other side here.
Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. These folks are absolutely amazing. Check out Facebook.com slash Lebrano. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now. 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM-19. Oregon DM-80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission DC-32. Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. These folks are absolutely amazing. Check out Facebook.com slash Lebrano O. H-B. That's right. L-U-B-R-A-N-O-H-B. Find them on Facebook. The Indiegogo campaign for Lebrano on the Road is finally live. They put in tremendous, amazing amounts of work in launching this campaign. Support Lebrano on the Road and choose from the amazing line of perks available exclusively to Lebrano backers. Check them out online at bit.ly slash 2ZCQ1UF. Uh, that's bit.ly slash the number 2, the letter Z, the letter C, the letter Q, the number 1, the letter U and the letter F and tell them you heard about it here Transmedia Worldwide check out Lebrano on the road meet cardboard Kyle sure my name can be Kyle okay we uh technical difficulties aside uh we are gonna go back to 
Don Mazzella, who is going to join us on the phone here. And, uh, we're going to continue on here. Good Lord, all sorts of nonsense happening. Uh, Don Mazzella back with us here on our broadcast. And, uh, and, and Don, um, I, I want to start with a different topic here. Uh, what do you make of the, uh, the situation that might be our, our, our guest? Hold on, we're going to, we're going to see who this is exactly. You're live on the air. Who is this? Paul Roberts, calling from the Republican National Committee and President Trump. It's a robocall, calling the radio broadcast. This is amazing. Um, but, um, Don, I, I want to have you break it down for us, this uh, Supreme Court decision on the census question. What do you make of all this, my friend? Well, uh, we'll make of it. Um, uh, well, I really don't make it because I'm trying to figure out why Justice Roberts sided with the uh, for a liberal judge, uh, to me, it was a pretty straightforward. It's a question: Are you a citizen or not? I mean, uh, to me, it's a very basic question. But if you uh, read the decision uh, uh, closely, um, the, uh, they're postponing it. They kicked the can down the uh, down the street, and as far as I can read it, they haven't made a final determination. Just said they wanted additional uh, information, and we're uh, questioning uh, uh, why the question. I, I uh, am quite frankly baffled. I'm, I'm just reading the New York Times account uh, of it, and uh, uh, I think what is much more important was that the court at the same time uh, said that they wouldn't interfere on the so-called jury mandate gerrymandering issue and said the states can do what they want because they are states. It, it, uh, it's a baffling time and uh, you, you, you wonder what water they drink up at the Supreme Court when they become justices, when we have uh, someone like Souter and now we have just, uh, Chief Justice Roberts uh, bowing to what I think is pressure because I, I think uh, pretty straightforward. And then, um, uh, for instance, what if uh, President Trump decided that uh, the Census Bureau would only offer the uh, uh, questionnaire in English? Would somebody then complain and say that it should, well, it is now in both English and Spanish, that uh, it should be uh, um, in both languages? Maybe we should add Swahili. It, it's a baffling decision, which I think uh, all the experts still haven't. Uh, come to uh, 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 pretty interpretation, and certainly, uh, if you look at the the sense on it, um, they're they're very uh, strong on a dissent, and you can clearly see that the uh, uh, the court's divided, and you can clearly see that uh, um, Justice Roberts seems to be uh, following the herd rather than following judicial. Uh, leadership and frankly that worries me I think we need one more justice on the, on the Supreme Court um, preferably someone replacing uh, 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 Justice Ginsburg to make sure that uh, 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 Chief Justice Roberts is irre irrelevant um, I mean that's a real partisan comment coming from me because when I, re I read the account um, uh, this, uh, this afternoon, I was sitting there saying, "Where is it coming from? It doesn't make sense." Um, that's that's my uh, interpretation of it. What I think is much more important was the uh, holding the court above the fray in terms of district district which I, I, by the way, I think is a much more impactful decision uh, uh, for future uh, uh, makeup of House and uh, more the House than the Senate and I think uh, it's very important uh, however as you can uh, you'll see uh, in tomorrow's paper they'll talk about the first and uh, the, uh, uh, the census question but not talk about the second one as much which I think will be a much more uh, important long-term decision 
How's that? Hey, that that'll work, my friend. We have got a uh, we've got Don Mazzella with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast here on Talk America Live, and uh, the first Democratic debate is a socialism free stuff bonanza. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, Vermont Independent, stated last week that an economic bill of rights is central in Democratic socialism. In the same speech, where he rightfully railed against corporate welfare, Mr. Sanders made clear that the Democratic Socialist vision for America involves guaranteed well-paying jobs for all by all means. Mr. Sanders is right that we need to end the Washington culture of cronyism and industry subsidies, but jobs only add value if they lead to production. Well, what do you make of this, my friend? Sorry, uh, uh, Jiggy, you're echoing through my thing. I, uh, do I make, what do I make of what, this? What, what, what do you make of uh, Bernie and uh, all the different things that he's that he's been saying here? Oh, uh, again, as I said earlier, uh, these candidates think that the only way to a Democratic nomination is to turn left. My question is, can they, um, uh, if they get the nomination, can they show themselves to uh, uh, move themselves enough to the center to um, to uh, uh, attract the independent vote that's so necessary to win the election? I had a very interesting uh, conversation with a very knowledgeable political uh, person yesterday, um, and and he pointed out something uh, very important. He said, um, between the East Coast and the West Coast is a big America, uh, is a big America, and 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 there, they're looking at all of this and and saying, uh, you know, you want to give away the store. But you're not. But you're not uh, uh, telling us how you're going to uh, pay pay for all the goods that you you're going to uh, want out there. Uh, out there, and look. Um, and he pointed out we were looking. At, uh, Illinois just became the the latest state to uh, permit uh, uh, recreational uh, marijuana. Now you, you know these trends don't sit well with with a lot of people, and. Uh, this politician said um, the other thing that's happening is the polls are, are becoming irrelevant because people are reluctant to discuss their true feelings. If you go to a party, if you go to any sort of dis- discussion, people um, uh, say, well, how do you feel about it? And if, it's almost like if you say you like Trump, they're going to jump all over you. Uh, we had someone say uh, people with good manners could never vote for Trump. You know, uh, you know, there's a lot of things. But uh, um, uh, if I could, can because I want to get it in before. Did you see about this uh, knitting uh, 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 website with eight million knitters? That yes. Decide, <laughs> that is, no, uh, that is more frightening. Um, uh, Jiggy, than anything else that's happened this week, because what it's saying here, uh, and you know, it's like um, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Ship of Fools, or uh, her, which talked about Nazi Germany, but for, you know, you take away one right of one group, then you take away the rights of another group and another group, and pretty soon you have a dictatorship. Now here, now uh, the web has become um, our um, how do we say our our common world, and now there are people out there who control that are saying, well, "Wait a second, we don't like this person, so we uh, we are um, this we are gonna uh, if you're one of his supporters." You are not allowed to talk about it on here. And there was, um, I don't know if you saw it today, but Wayfair Group, um, the employees at Wayfair Group um, uh, have gone out because Wayfair sells beds to the ICE for uh, children who are in uh, uh, detention places. You know, I mean, come on. Because you don't like something, you know, uh, well, we all 
And Jiggy, I, I know you could come up with things you don't like. We could all come up with things we don't like. We're not talking about things that we like. Um, I I completely agree. Uh, that there there we are again. We might have our uh, we might have our guy. Who knows here? Let's let's see let's see who's on the other side of this one. Good afternoon. Who is this? Who be this? This is uh, Dwayne Burge calling for some guy named James. Uh, yes, Dwayne. How are you, my friend? I'm doing real good. Is this you, James? Yes, this is me. What, what, what can I do for you today, Dwayne? Well, well you are, are you really in Kansas, or did you just make that up? Uh, no, we are in Kansas, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like Kansas. I'm from Wisconsin, so I'm very chauvinistic about the good old Midwest. <laughs> this has been entertaining so far. What, 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 what can I do for you, Dwayne? Well, Charlie Barrett told me to call you, and he said that you're real interested in my book about the Cannes Film Festival. Yes, yes. We, you were going to be our second guest. Let, let me put you on hold, and I'll be right back to you. We're going to take a break with Don. We're going to call him back here on Skype. We're going to take a break. We're going to try to continue this steamroll of craziness. And... Uh, <laughs> Just a bunch of mess today. We've had robocalls. We've had people from public television stations calling to offer me employment. We have had all sorts of different things. Stuff you're never going to see here on a big program. This is a public from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you... Okay. (laughs) Ah, yes! We are gonna go live here in a few seconds. Hey, James. There he is. Okay, uh, give me a couple seconds here. I'm gonna patch in Dawn, and we will uh, okay. get off and running on this interview. It is. It is a. Uh, it's an entertaining, entertaining day for sure. Uh, <laughs> we as well it should be. If well, you're there, it's entertaining a bit. Well, thank you, my friend. We we we, uh, we we have had all sorts of things happen today. We've had robocalls. We've had uh, people from public, oh my god, people from public television stations offering me employment. Uh, we have had all sorts of different things happen today. So we well, are. I think uh, downtown <laughs> Oakland's just a place for you, Kansas boys. <laughs> well, we have um, a great guest with us today. He has got a fantastic book. Uh, he joins us live. We also have our good friend Don Mazella joining us from the New York, New Jersey area as well. And um, first of all, go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend. Tell us about your book here. Well, it's it's called The Red Carpet at Can. And James, uh, as I told you, I'm from Wisconsin, and I got to cover... The Cannes Film Festival, because uh, of my position, I've been a longtime head film critic at The Hollywood Reporter. And I wore, first went there as a, you know, well-scrubbed uh, sort of farm boy in 1994, and I was introduced to Cannes by my best friend and mentor from The Hollywood Reporter, a guy by the name of Robert Osborne. <laughs> now, your o- older listeners might know him as the uh, original host of Turner Classic Movies. Yes. And, yeah, and Bob is an extremely classy guy, know, knew more about Hollywood and festivals and movie lore than any 10 college professors. And I was lucky enough in 94, he had just gotten this new gig at a new place called Turner Classic Movies the previous month of April. And he wasn't sure how the gig was going to go, but he knew that he was turning over the reins to me at the reporter to cover can. So he took me on a tour that first day I was there. uh, As you might know, it's along the beautiful sandy beaches on the Mediterranean Sea, the French Riviera. 
the fable Carlton Hotel. Yes. Uh, well, the the Azure Coast, and again, it's that kind of blue water that you see in all the, uh, you know, the best swimming pool ads. And he would tell me stories about Cary Grant and Grace Kelly and Orson Welles, and it was like a walking travelogue. And I kind of I was overwhelmed, you know, just a you know twenty something from Wisconsin, but covering it, and I've covered it seventeen times for the Hollywood Reporter. People always ask me because they'll see it on TV. They'll see it there in Omaha or, you know, in uh, Lawrence, Kansas, and they'll see the the sound or the uh, the the bites of you know Brad and Angelina walking up the red carpet or George Clooney or things like that. But they sense there's really something more to that. It's just not that moment. And so people always ask me, "What's it like?" And everybody has their own vantage on that. My sister wants to know all about the setting. My friend Shan wants to know about the fashion. My friend Reznor wants to know about the babes. My friend Scott wants to know about the movies. It's all these different things. And so I've always thought, and I used to discuss this with Bob all the time, writing a novel about it. And I thought, I love detective novels. It's kind of like my favorite you know, <laughs> relax. I, I read Raymond Chandler and Dashiell Hammett and now John Sanford. And I kind of know the form and I thought, why not plug in a film critic, someone like me, but a lot better looking, and uh, have that critic get involved in a murder when he's at Cannes. And the story is this guy's being framed for killing the lead actress of the opening night film. Well, he's taken in and it's just circumstantial evidence. And of course he's released and everything, but he knows if he doesn't figure out who did it, he's probably going to go down. And so through this character, I can take readers or viewers through all the typical festival things, the big fancy parties, the yacht parties, the great restaurants, the, uh, atmospheric older town the beautiful countryside there and it's the festivals in May when it's like all the roses are blooming and you just smell these wonderful you know, just wafting great smells of coffee and flowers and all that kind of thing and I've tried to put, I put it all in my book and I framed it in a murder mystery so that's what it is, uh, James. When you go to the beach in Kansas, I hope you get yourself a copy. Yes, indeed. Well, Don. Uh, uh, first off, I missed it. What's the name of the book? Yes. It's called, it's very simple, The Red Carpet at Cannes. Ah, okay. Well, uh, uh, I look forward to reading, uh, to reading it as well. So uh, I'd much rather talk about the... Uh, you're t- you're uh, 19 times going there, and what do you, what what do you consider uh, the one or two top moments that that you've seen? Well, it, it's uh, it's Don. It's it's kind of like you're always pinching yourself, saying, "Am I really here?" <laughs> and I, I remember what one of the <laughs> you know we're not in Kansas anymore. Yes. We're in Cannes, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're standing there in line, and there's this guy that looks like George Clooney, who's uh, ordering a, a some sort of strawberry tort. You think that isn't the guy that looks like George Clooney? That's George that is Clooney. George Clooney. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is George Clooney. And of course, George Clooney's a nice guy, and I'm always surprised if George, with a George Clooney, knows me. And I think, well, he should know me. I write for the Hollywood Reporter; they read that all the time. So there's all those kind of little huge moments, or on a little boat, and they have these things that are called tenders, where they take you out in these little boats because the yachts, the really big ones, have to be moored 150 yards off uh, shore. And I'm riding along, and it's Roger Ebert and his wife. And we get up on the little boat, and there's George Lucas <laughs> to welcome us on. It was some sort of Star Wars uh, promotion. But it's just those kind of things where you think, am I really in this, or am I still jet-lagged? Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask so you it just constantly happens. 
Let me ask you a different. Uh, are you still working for the Hollywood Reporter? Yeah, I, I live in Virginia now, and I teach at Virginia State University, but I've always continued at the Reporter, and I do freelance articles for them and still write and cover festivals. One of the things when I was a, uh, a kid reviewer in the late 80s, Bob Osborne always, he always called me Sparky, said, Sparky, never cut your ties with a reporter because it'll open doors for you. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much always wrote for them, too, even when he was doing Turner. And I just, you know, <laughs> my friend or acquaintances or colleagues in L.A. will see my name in the reporter, and then they'll see me at a festival like Sundance. They'll say, Dwayne, I haven't seen you in a while. And I'll say, well, I've been out of town in Virginia. <laughs> you know. But now with the Internet, when I started in the 80s and uh, actually worked on old Underwood typewriters, now we can do it, you know, with your, your little... Uh, high-tech gadget and uh, send in articles from Virginia to Hollywood and the next thing you know they're on on the the web in China well you know um, the 20 odd years that you, you've been uh, a reporter what are you seeing the changes in Hollywood the good and the bad um, there's always changes there I remember like in the 80s they were always saying all oh, these videos are going to wipe out movies and you know, or before even my time, TV is going to destroy movies. And now, uh, now there is the change, of course, with, with a new distribution. With you know, you can see movies on your cell phone, and you can have access to them on your TV set. The it's still the basic. It's still the same old story: the fight for love and glory. That you know, although the distribution has changed, it's you know. The fundamentals are still there. And what I've found, a change that I don't like, and I guess I'm entering old codger territory now, is the distressing change to kind of make everything about the technology. Um, you know, is this explosion bigger than the explosion we had before? You know, I'm as you can guess, I'm not a real big fan of the superhero movies and things like that. I go more for movies simplifying, you know, a boy, a dog, and you know, his girlfriend kind of thing. Human movies rather than special effects movies. So I think from a personal point of view, that's been my kind of uh, gripe about the change. Well, uh, do, do you think that the, the small movie, the movies that, uh, uh, let's say, Marty or something like that, uh, simply don't have a place now in Hollywood? Well, um, when I was, again, as in the 80s as a kid at The Reporter, I went to this festival up in Utah, and it was a little, it was an unknown festival at the time because even after a few years inside Hollywood, I wanted more smaller human stories. And so I guess one of the favorite things I've done over the years at The Hollywood Reporter, I've been going since I was a college student to the Sundance Film Festival since the mid-80s. I remember when I first covered it, nobody had heard of Sundance. None of the you know real veteran reporters wanted to go there. Robert Redford was really distressed because Hollywood basically ignored it. And I remember when I first went, he wanted me to interview him. And he was like at the top of you. He just made Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and the Sting. And I was this 20-something-year-old film student who had, you know, was just two years away from Wisconsin. And I remember meeting Bob at the old uh, Main Street City Hall in Park City. And there was no one around him and no, pay, no one paid attention. But... I loved Sundance because of the little films there. And over the years, I was lucky enough to review such films as Reservoir Dogs or Sex, Lies, and Videotape, movies like that that were small movies but then went on to establish careers of, you know, terrific directors. So I still go to Sundance, and I still love those. And I hope, and I think there will be still, you know, venues for these maybe it'll be on our you know cable tvs or cell phones or whatever because technology has made it actually easier and cheaper 
for outsiders to make movies. You don't have to be a big studio anymore like you did in the uh, 70s. Well, let's turn it around. You, before you went to a movie because you, you, you wanted to be with someone, you know, it was a date or something, the family, etc. Um, yeah. Uh, now with all this technology, um, I think I saw a statistic that we see more more, more um, movies by ourselves than we do with uh, one or one or more other people. Now than uh, we do that more by ourselves than with other people, and that that trend is growing more. What do you say to that? Well, I, I grew up and again in the area where it was a great thing to go to the Saturday night movie. And, you know, uh, even those guys without dates would, you know, meet for pizza afterwards. And I remember, you know, spending the magnificent sum of $2 to see The Graduate <laughs> way back in the 70s. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of I miss that. And I, I don't, again, <laughs> maybe just positing the young folks today don't know that experience, but I teach college and I also know they have the experience where they invite their friends or their girlfriends or their wannabe girlfriends over their dorm rooms and they, uh, you know, watch, you know, uh, they stream stuff or they watch it on Netflix and they have this uh, new thing that you might uh, approve of called cuddling. Oh. Or they think is new. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they do it on a couch, and I guess we used to have to do it in the back seat of a car, or in some stiff theater seats with uh, sticky uh, uh, Coca Cola on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, uh, and the dr drive-in movie. But, um, yeah, I, I love those. I always went to the Francis the Talking Mule movies with my parents. <laughs> that was a great experience. But uh, let me ask you this question. We we had movie stars like Clark, Clark Gable, etc. Yeah. That, that were icons. Yet, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I, I only see it from the New York Post. But I don't see that there are any real giants of uh, in stardom today. Am I... Uh, boy, like, boy, are you are you preaching to the choir? <laughs> I remember the first time in 1994 walking along the sands of Cannes and Bob Osborne and him looking up at the Carlton Hotel and is saying, you know, the stars today just aren't the same as when I can see Cary Grant and Grace Kelly up on there and I see Clark Gable and now who are these people? And uh, I was kind of thinking, well, Bob, I, I kind of agree, but maybe you're slightly losing touch. Well, I've found in my protagonist in my novel, Don, is uh, someone who feels that same way that they're no longer the big icons that they were. And I guess what you got to do is realize that maybe, uh, for, for us anyway, Cary Grant has morphed into George Clooney, and George Clooney will morph into some 20-year-old that you and I don't even know who he is yet. Yeah, uh, George Clooney, um, who I like uh, as an actor, uh, I don't think can hold a, uh, a, a candle to Cary Grant because uh, he Grant was a, a an idol and uh, Clooney is just Tavali thinking a star and there's a big difference between the two. Well, you, you you and I yeah you and I are so on the same page. In well, fact, I, I think I always used to kid Bob Osborne because. I'd be watching Turner Classic movies, and they'd come on with North by Northwest, which is one of his favorite films. And people always ask me, what's your favorite movie? And I'd say, well, it's kind of apples and oranges, but the one I've seen the most is North by Northwest. Mm. And I think there's no bigger star than Cary Grant in that gray suit. And actually, Don, my plot is pretty much the same as North by Northwest, in that the protagonist gets caught up in an international intrigue which makes no sense at all to him, and he's got to figure it out before the authorities do him in. And my uh, protagonist, the film critic, his name is Ryan Hackbart, is always trying to think, what would Cary Grant do in this situation? 
<laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Before we go further, I don't the, think name any, is, the, the name of your book again for our audience. Yeah, it's called The Red Carpet at Cannes, and you can get it on Amazon. And, uh, again, if you love old movies or you reference old movies, um, this is where I I dedicated it to Bob Osborne, actually, because when uh, I started it, he encouraged me to start it. And then I wrote a first draft, and he he gave me some feedback. It was really, you know, he's a very sweet guy. But it was uh, very tough. It wasn't tough criticism. It was really on the ball criticism. And then he read a future uh, thing, and he said, "You got to finish this. Uh, I can't wait to read the finished product." So, anyway, if you, I guess what I'm saying is, if you love, if you watch Turner Classic movies, I think you might like my book. <laughs> well, I know. I, I have to say, uh, I'm a member of, um, of a tent, a Laurel and Hardy tent. And uh, oh, and, and, <laughs> but uh, but also every month we go we go up we go up to Ellenville in New York. Uh, there's a friend of ours who has seven thousand movies on. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, and not on tape. They are you know thirty thirty-two or, or uh, sixteen millimeter, and we see that. Yeah, oh. and, and you know. The, the people in that audience are real buffs. They'll not only tell you um, the star; they'll tell you who did, the, uh, who dressed them. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there's a world. But we're talking about you. But uh, I, I, and I'm glad. I never know who Jiggy is going to invite on the program. So, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but let me, let me ask you, you: What do you teach at the university? I teach at Virginia State University, and I'm kind of a hybrid guy because my background is journalism, of course, writing for The Hollywood Reporter, but my area of expertise is film, you know, being the film critic and uh, film reporter. So I teach a hybrid of courses. I teach journalism courses, and I also teach uh, things like film history and appreciation, film genres where I'm being partial to screwball comedies and thrillers, and uh, I also teach a, a course in film writing. Mm. Well, uh, you, you keep busy, don't you? Yeah, well, I'm kind of a hyper guy, and I, you know what? I had so much fun writing this novel that I've decided to make it as a, hopefully it'll survive, but as a franchise series where my critic goes to all these festivals and gets or award ceremonies and gets involved in a crime. So I'm currently writing uh, the second one right now. It's called Sundown at Sundance. Uh, and again, again, I've covered covered that. Yeah, the same protagonist and a couple of core characters. So, and then the third one is going to be, is is actually going to be set at a university setting because I've covered a lot of festivals there. And I've got another, a a fourth one that's set within the art world of Beverly Hills. So I've had a lot of, I've been very lucky. I've had experience. I've covered the Oscars 12 times. I've been to the Grammys. I've cover the Emmys, the Golden Globes, all these kind of things, and people always want to know the nuts and bolts, and my character is going to take them through those nuts and bolts behind the scenes, but within the framework of a, a mystery novel, and a mystery novel in the sense that you probably appreciate that, I was always a big fan of the Thin Man series, mm. uh, Nick and Nora, so there's oh, a romance yeah. involved, too. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, I have to have romance. Without it, you yeah, can't. you have to have romance. Yeah, and so it has a lighter touch too. It's not the, even though there, there's some you know thrilling and you know kind of uh, criminal activity. It has that light touches. I always love the dialogue in the Thin Man movies, and uh, I've tried to replicate it in uh, my novel, The uh, Red Carpet at Cannes. So, well, let me we'll ask- see how that turns out. Yeah, uh, I may I may throw you a curve on this one, but what do you think of Ben Hecht? Ben Hecht is unbelievable. He is my hero because see, I like screenwriters that came from the newspaper tradition. At a university, I always hear all these film as literature types, 
But the best screenwriters came from newspapers, and Ben Hecht writing everything from Scarface to 20th Century, that guy could do it all, and he had great dialogue, and I always loved those. You know, it was written by Ben Hector, a newspaper man. I'm, I'm partial to him. I look, one of the things I really loved about the reporter, when I used to sit next to Bob Osborne, he used to say, we're so lucky, and we'd sit down and look at the room. And it was truly like a Damon Runyon-esque type place. So we had a real cast of characters. We're all kind of eccentric in our own way, but we're really talented crazy, <laughs> overachieving bunch. And that's where uh, Bob kind of planted it with me. you got to write about this place someday. Hmm. It's sad. Uh, he's no longer with us. Um, you know what? I, I still, we used to, in his later years, uh, communicate with email all the time. And so I've kept all his emails. They're just wonderfully funny, just sweet. Um, I get an email from Bob and say, I'm sitting here on the Champs-Élysées reading your brilliant obituary of Michael Cimino, having a glass of wine, and later this afternoon I'll go, I'll go visit Olivia, meaning Olivia de Havilland. <laughs> and I've got all these really great emails from Bob that I, that I kept. So in a way, I'm kind of in denial that He's no longer living, but in, in a way, he's still alive for me. And like I said, I was presumptuous enough to dedicate this book to him. Well, uh, uh, I, for one, couldn't agree with you more about everything you're saying about him. About him. You know, we have a few a few minutes left. Uh, a few minutes left. Well, uh, let, let me... I, you talk about uh, the, the Thin Man series and... Uh, Etc. In today's modern world, have you seen any recent movie that you feel uh, carries on the tradition? Boy, oh no, I gripe about it all the time. I mean, I used to love, I guess it was in the 80s, Moonlighting with Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard. But now these, these comedies, one, I don't know if there's a sense of romance anymore. Hmm. And, and two, the, the writing is, is, is just, again, with mass international marketing, seems to be um, directed toward the least demanding teenagers. So once in a while you'll get a Vince Vaughn movie or maybe they're all watered down. And the thing that I don't like about them is you never root for the people to get together or to be together because you can see they're wrong for each other, or in the worst cases, they're just jerks. Uh, yeah. so, uh, we um, want to make a quick little announcement here on our broadcast. We have a, a brand new affiliate, uh, AM FM. Uh, Pete, yeah, you're going to have to hold on, my friend, my previous guest here. You're going to hold on, my friend. We've got a uh, all sorts of craziness going on today here on our broadcast. <laughs> but uh, we have got a, uh, a new affiliate, uh, AMFM, 247.com. They have a fantastic new station. I don't know what I've got a phone here. I'm Washington, D.C. We're streaming our show with them, and we have got all the details on our website. But, 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 but I'm, I'm hearing However, we are live on 96.7 in Woodbridge, Virginia. We've got Don Mazzella. We Virginia, have, yeah, that's where I am. We, and, and we have our uh, great guest, too. Um, so I, I, I want to know from, from you, my friend, um, what do you want readers to take away from your writing of this great book? I want them to, I want them to have the really special experience I've always had of being in a place that you normally don't get to go to. It's a magical world. It's something you see on TV, but I'll tell you, even seeing it on TV and it looks so great. I hope to give them a kind of a sensory emotional feeling that they were at the festival. They understand it. They, they understand the thrill of being around celebrities. They also appreciate the, the kind of uh, sleight of hand they might be seeing in the media. I just want them to, you know, be transported uh, to another world. Again, it's like we're no longer in Kansas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, 
Well, let's let them go. Uh, go. And I, for one, hope that you send an email so we can exchange uh, off the air. I just love to talk to you again. I really appreciate talking to you guys, and uh, and I really feel that you, it's refreshing to talk to someone like you, Don. As I, I think we're on the same page about movies, and uh, it, it's it's really great. I wish I was up there in New England. I'd, I'd buy you a, a tall beer right now. Well, if you ever come to New York, you've got to meet the, the people at, uh, up in Ellenville. Um, you would really enjoy it, but but that's for another time. Uh, Okay, well, I'll, I'll take a rain check on that other time. I'd be, I'd, I'd be thrilled to do it. You got it. Before, before we let you go, Don, how do we find you online and uh, get your books and everything else? Yeah, you can, you can find me online uh, and contact me at D-U-A-N-E-B-Y-R-G-E dot com, and that's all lowercase. And also, you can Google me, too, and get the information to reach me through Facebook or LinkedIn. Well, uh, Don, we'll do that. Don, Don, uh, yeah. Don, Don, Don Mazzella, I know that uh, you you represent uh, and, and always root for the uh, Ro- Robotics uh, Foundation. Tell us, tell, tell us about that. The National Robotics Education Foundation. Yes, indeed. The oh, okay. Dash- NREF.org, where we try to encourage uh, the uh, adoption of the robotics into. Oh, terrific. So that's what we try to do. And you can also, donmazella.com, you can re- learn about my book, and of course, to svdigest.com. That's where my shows are on. Well, I got on in, into all of this through Jiggy, so that's my. I'm always available for Jiggy. Oh, I'm so glad you're available here for me to talk with you today. So oh, let, let's get in touch with each other. Again. Okay. Uh, well, well uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm always willing to talk about old movies to uh, a real uh, connoisseur of the, the great cinemas. Definitely. Well, well, thank you, guys, and uh, we will oh, talk to you soon. You. you got it. Okay. okay gentlemen, there talk they go. And... Uh, we are going to uh, say goodbye for this week, and uh, we'll see you next time here on our world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio broadcast. Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now. 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM-19. Oregon DM-80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission DC-32. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. 
If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call a place for mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company at the age of 96. Order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. Meet Cardboard Kyle. Sure, my name can be Kyle. Why the hell not? He's different. My mouth is a paperclip. And his humor is as dry as his cardboard face. Martinez combustion is a big problem for cardboard faces. Follow his short adventures on YouTube. Just look up Cardboard Kyle. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.